Hi, this is Apostle Robertson at ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network, where we're spreading the word of God throughout the nation. Please give us a call at 1636-422-0344 for our Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and Sunday morning services. Well, we are accepting donations to expand the podcast network throughout the nation at paypal.me forward slash ELR. We have listeners from 11 countries and 24 states and expanding. Please visit our website at elrprophetic.wixsite.com/podcastnetwork. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network on this evening. Amen. We are thankful for what he is getting ready to do. Amen. And we're welcoming people to come in. Amen. The number is alive. The number is on the screen on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. We get ready to start. Amen. For those who are look at the number that is calling live on the air right now. Amen. God bless you. And welcome you to a mantle of prayer. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Call us live at 516-387-1425. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in tonight. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Blessings to everyone on tonight.
Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network, where we're spreading the gospel throughout all nations. We're going to turn it over to the host tonight. Amen. Prophetess Glenda Lane. Amen. On tonight on Amanda Prayer. God bless you. Well, praise God, thanks for here again. Another another exciting Thursday night. And I don't know about you. I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and um let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the word that you know that you give to <coughs> for the people. God, if we just reach one soul, I tell you thank you. Uh God, hide me behind the cross that I not be found. In the midst of the atmosphere. God, hide me that the enemy can't stop me, block me, or hinder me. In the name of Jesus, I come against every demonic force that tries to stop this block, this podcast. We thank you, God, for over 19 or 20 states, United States, or, or countries, and, and, and 30-something states in the United States of America. God, you've given us thought, you've given us favor. And favor God not for money, but favor because we are trying to win souls for the kingdom of glory in Jesus' mighty, illustrious name. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn your Bible to the book of um, Philippians. The book of Philippians. Amen. The book of Philippians to the New Testament. Right after Ephesians comes to the book of Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, the book of Philippians, amen, was written to the Philippian church. Um, this book that Paul, uh, Paul and his companion uh, began the church in Philippi. And this was the second missionary journey of Paul. Um, uh, this book here compares our Christian life towards as of a race. So when we give our lives to Christ, after we give our lives to Christ, we are running a spiritual race against us, the forces of darkness. Now, the darkness has no power, but the enemy comes to stop us, block us, hinder us, turn us around, confuse us, because we have, we have made up our mind that we're going to live for him and nothing's worse than a committed christian or a christ-like person because everybody that says he's a christian um is not christ-like so when you see people say i'm a christian and then a lot of times i might say oh you're a christian um and they say yeah i said okay um, well, do you drink? Um, not, well, you know, just a little bit. Um, are you still partying? Well, just a little bit, you know, I'm a Christian. So we, God wants us to turn our entire spiritual life over to God. And once we obtain the spiritual life, 
the physical life will follow. Paul here now is trying to compare our lives um, uh, as being Christians, that we're no longer the same. We are changed by the manifestation of his glory. We've given our life to Christ. We've confessed and possessed. And now Paul says, this is what you're going to do in order to go forward. As we talked about last week, some people can't go forward. Some people from the whole life backwards about what they did in 2010, what you did in 1955, or what you did in 1972. And because they're looking backwards. Paul now is telling his Philippian church that we have to go forward. We have to just reach forward to God's goal. So we're not around our goals anymore. But now we have to choose, okay, like life and death, we have to choose that you have to go forward. And once you make that choice, then you begin to say, I'm going forward. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back because sometimes when we look back, we think back. And when we think back, somehow we end up going backward, okay? It's not an excuse for repenting. It's not an excuse for saying it's okay, that's the past. But again, I always believe that God wants us to acknowledge our wrong, wrong, wrongness in our life so we can go forward. We can acknowledge the Christ. We must acknowledge to ourselves that we shall become a new creature. Amen. Praise the Lord. So what I'm going to do is actually, I wrote some notes here, and it talks about the the training for the Christian. These are these are things that when a person has given his life to Christ, how we train to become a better person, how we train to get better, we train to pray, we train to flex our our spiritual um, muscles. We train um, so we can grow in Him. And we exercise those things that God has given to us. Amen. Now, the Christian life has a, has a great amount of training. It's a need as if an athlete trains for a race. And that's what we do every time we uh, memorize the scripture. We're training as in a, a athletic journey. Every time we pray on a consistent basis, we are, we are training for an athletic program of learning your scriptures and praying and contact, uh, contacting God. Every time we do these things, every time we come into a spiritual exercise, whether it's praying, whether it's reading, whether it's fasting, we try to train for growth in our character and the things that we need to do in God. Because we're constantly training, constantly growing in the things of God. So that when we end the race, when we are in conclusion of the race, we know we have met 
the, the requirements of Christ Jesus Christ mm-hmm. himself. Amen. And I want you to know, it, it isn't almost like have every time, if you've been around a whole bunch of kids, bunch of little people, and little, little people, all they do is all they run. Have you ever been in the daycare? Have you been in a little a little place with kids running around in a circle? The one thing I can tell you with authority is that they run everywhere. They don't walk. They don't sit. In fact, you have to tell them to let's stay down and take a nap. But because they're 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 physically running, they're they physically gathering, they're physically pulling up blocks, they're physically running to the bathroom, they're physical. It's a physical uh, thing in the children. Well, as believers, as as born-again believers, that we are saying that we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we saying we have a fasting life, we saying we have a, a, a life to the point that we fast once or twice a week. Um, I don't believe that no believer that's filled with the Holy Ghost should not have at least once or twice a week we have time to fast, even if it's from um, 9 o'clock in the morning until noonday, until it's 6 in the evening till 6 in the morning. Why? Because the more you fast, the more you you lift your spiritual uh, muscles in God. So you're not so easily tempted and not so easily uh, persuaded to do something that you're not supposed to do. You're not going to advise people things to do that you know they're not supposed to do um, because now you're flipping your spiritual muscles in God and he wants us to be proud of him. Amen. All right. So now let's go to um, Philippians 3. And tonight at this moment, I have the um, life application um, Bible. This section here starts by saying, reaching forward for God's goals. So it's not your goals, it's not your mama's goals, it's not your cousin's goals, but these are the goals that God wants us to have in order to go forward, in order to go press forward, in order to do the things that God has called us to do. 14 verse, life application, says this, not that I have already reached the goals or and already full of maturity. So there will be a time in our life constantly that we will not reach every goal God has called us to do. We will not always be um, acting like we got some that we're that we mature. Okay. Because we're constantly growing as if you were nine months old, 12 months old, 15 months old, uh, 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 six years old. You are constantly growing in the gospel. Because if you don't, you end up with a a stunted growth. You know how some children have ADHD. Some children are are mentally challenged. Uh, Sometimes older people are mentally challenged. Because we're not constantly growing. We're not constantly reading. We're not constantly fasting. We're not constantly helping somebody. We're not constantly. And God wants to be 
substance in him. You don't have to be well educated. Okay? You don't have to know knowledge of math and science. But the one thing that I do know, we have to be constantly going and growing in the things of who he is. We must mature. There must be a point in the life that we must mature things. So the times in the life we might fight, we might argue, and we might even disagree about the gospel. But there must be a time that we must become mature together, collectively, in the word of God. We must not be so heavenly minded, no earthly good. For example, a police officer stopped you and says, Man, may I have your license, your 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 registration in your car? And you reply to, to the police officer saying, Okay. So we can't not be so heavenly minded that we're not so earthly good. But Paul's saying to us um, that we have a goal to, 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 to meet. We must become mature in him. We must run this way as if it's a race to the finish line. God knows when our finish line will be. God knows when we're going to live and God knows when we're going to die. God knows um, how long we're going to live, where we're going to live, and what we're going to do, and what we're going to accomplish. Because God tells us uh, in Jeremiah that he knows, okay, he knew us. He knew Johnny. He knew Erica. He knew Glenda. He knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. And it says that in the book of Jeremiah 1, around 1 and 5. So we have to know him, okay? We have to know his word. God is not concerned about a church. Yes, he wants us to be a member of an organism, okay? Not a membership, but an organism. And an organism is a place, okay, where you can gather strength. An organism is a living stone. stone. A living stone. It is not a church. A living organism. A, a part of an organization that preaches and teaches the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we can be mentored. That we can be changed. That we cannot no longer walk in our own mindset, but we walk in the mindset of Christ. In a race. We're in a, we are in a race for our lives. Some people don't live to, to, to see their 20th birthday. Some people don't live to their 50th birthday. Some people don't live to the 70th birthday. So we have to run constantly every night, every day, uh, as if this is your last day. And how would you feel if this was your last day on earth? How, what would you do if this was your last 30 seconds or 40 seconds of your life. How would you act? What would you say? Who you would say goodbye to? And what, most of all, where would you end up in eternity? Paul's comparing our lives to a race. And our life must be strong. Our lives must be powerful. Our lives must be finished and complete in him. 
And that cannot happen except without the life in Christ. Again, when you get a whole bunch of children in the other, all they do is run. And the mother's constantly saying, sit down, sit down. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? It's built in their DNA to run. We are built in our DNA spiritually to run for God, no matter what it feels like. I don't care if every ache, every ache in your body is aching. We've got to go beyond what we feel and get into the spirit of God in order to push ourselves to the next level. Man. Push ourselves, no matter what happens. Push out, no, no matter what I feel like, what I look like, how I act. Because the only thing matters that can you push yourself into the level of God that he desires for what you have. Come on, prophetess. We can't look around for our pastors to push us. We can't look around for our mamas and our daddies. Baby, you need to pray. Baby, no, 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 no. At some point, we must be mature. So tonight, I'm going to talk to the mature saints. Okay. The mature saints that they are confessing uh, God. Those possessing as well as confessing the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I'm, I don't know about you, but I made up in my mind that I'm going to run for him. I made up my mind that I'm going to live for him. I'm going to make up my mind that whatever is necessary, whatever necessary need in my life, I have got to run as if this is my very last night. That I don't want my daughter crying for me. I don't want my son living crying for me. I want you to know, yes, you cry because you love your mama. But you know what? I'm going to run as if there's no tomorrow. I'm going to run like I'm having my last breath. I'm going to run like I don't know, but nobody cares. I am going to run because i got to see my king. I want to see my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to walk in his mansions in the sky. I want to be in that place. And the only way that I can be that way and get to that place is I am walking in the will of God. No separation. No acting like you say. Not, not, not praying like you say. No. But are you really filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh oh, come on. Come on. Paul says this. He says, our life in Christ. He's talking about our life, our running life. I don't know, have you ever run uh, to a track in the track? Everybody, when you go to the track, the first thing they do is they take off the clothes. They take off the little jumpsuits. They take off their things. And the one thing they do is they begin to stretch their muscles. They, they don't get out and take off runs, but they're, they're warming up their body. They're, they're warming up their bodies. That's like us saints. We've got to learn to warm up our bodies. How we warm them up. We warm them up in prayer. When's the last time you fasted? When's the last time you really had a knock down, drag out prayer in God and stay there until God something happens? When's the last time you went on an extended fast? When's the last time you did something for somebody for no reason at all just because you God led you to do? When's the last time that's how you spent, that's how you stretch your spiritual muscles and what they do is they begin to stretch their spiritual muscles they begin to stretch out their legs and they begin to stretch their arms and they move them back and forth and they do all kinds of things and they begin to move their arms and they begin to move their legs and 
and they begin to lift up their hamstrings. Why? Because they're beginning to stretch out in God. They begin to stretch out in the Holy Ghost. They begin to stretch because they know they're getting ready to run a race. Sometimes we don't know whether we run a race or not. Because the the time the window the the whistle blows, you're still down, you're still in the glass. But when you're ready for the race, you're prepared. Yes. You're prepared for the word. You know your scriptures. So when the enemy comes, he says to you, you says, you says, I shall live and not die and declare the work of the Lord. Why? Because I'm stretched my muscles. I know my word. I live my word. I pray my word. Oh my I think my word. And when I'm asleep, my word is with me. My my, my my pillow, my pillow is under my word. So if I start having some midnight dreams, my word is right up under me and I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind and my spirit. Why? Because I'm ready for my race. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not looking around to see if they're prepared, but I'm I'm prepared in him. So he says, I've got to pray. I've got to live. I've got to fast. I've got to do what God has called me to do. I must go into the race with strict training in order to win the race. I've got to I've got to practice every day. I've got to watch what I eat every day. I've got to practice by knowing my scriptures. I've got to pray every day. Because I've got to stay in touch with God. I'm not just getting in touch with God. I've got to stay in contact with God. If you don't pray, how can you consistently, how can you stay in contact with God? When you don't pray, how can God get a word to you? How? You can't live off somebody else's prayer. You've got to be constantly and ready and praying for and in the things of God. And you've got to put your eyes on the prize which is Jesus Christ. Come on, come on. You can't take your eyes off of everybody else. And say, oh, she's got a cute dress on. Oh, that's a fine man right there getting ready to run the race. Oh, you know, so-and-so got a dress. No, he says, put the prize, the eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus walked in the building right where you right there and sat there in front of you, what would you do? Would you be surprised that he decided to come to visit you? Or would he be shocked that you would fall on your face and say, Lord, I don't deserve your I don't I don't deserve your your visitation? Because we've got to be prepared. God can break through the clouds at any moment now. God can come through the clouds any second now. God can come through the clouds every nanosecond now. That means shorter than a second, shorter than a minute. God can come through anywhere at any moment. You can die in the middle of an accident and die at that point. And where will you be? Have you been fasting? Have you been praying? Have you lived the way God called you to do? It is not about what the preacher says. It's not about the teacher says. It's not about those things. It's what kind of life as a believer have you built in your lifetime? You've got to focus on God. You've got to focus.
a believer in Christ. I've got to, I've got to focus on that eternity that God has called us to go to. The Bible says eternity to eternity, from beginning to the end, where somewhere, somehow, when you give the life to Christ, he has promised us that we will live in eternity with him. But if you can't run the race, and if you can't win the race, how can you end up in eternity with him? That's food for thought. That's food for thought. We, 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 we don't forget to eat. We don't forget to go to the movies. We don't, we don't forget to go to the gas station. We don't, get, we don't forget to do those things. But somehow, some way, the DNA of the average Christian or Christ believer, they do not pray consistently. They might say on the side of the bed, good morning, Lord. How are you doing? Thank you for another day and take off. Or uh, before they go to bed, they might sit on the side of the bed and say, Lord, Lord, forgive me and give me for this day. Thank you for another day. But that's it. But Christ wants an intimate relationship. Come on, come on, come on. An intimate relationship is is different between a relationship and a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Girlfriend and boyfriend, they are not committed. They're not married. They still may do whatever they want to do, but they're not committed. But an intimate relationship, you are now bound to each other. You are now married to another. The Bible says we are, we're supposed to be, be together till to, uh, to, to life ends. But some of us are married, but two have not no bound together. Some of us are married, but one don't care about the other. Some of us are married today and won't do nothing for each other. Why? Because we're not bound. But we need to be bound in Jesus Christ. And the only way, when you become bound in Jesus Christ, you can be bound in everything else. But if you're not bound in Christ, you will not be bound in anything. You're perpetrating, you're pretending, you're acting like you're saying what you're not. And don't tell me these things about, you can't tell me what to do. But if you're not doing what the words say, if you're not doing what the words say, if you're not reading what the words say, My God. if you're not fasting what the words tell you to do, there's no excuse for doing wrong when you know better and you don't do it anyhow. My God, my God. God, Come on, somebody. that we must run a race. He didn't say, let me walk to the finish line, or I'll walk a little while, and I'll stop a little while, I'll take a little break a little while. He said, we got to run to the finish line. In other words, I can't stop. I can't give up. I can't give out. No matter how the enemy said, go somewhere and sit down, girl. You ain't going to do it. You ain't gonna never be nobody. You ain't gonna, you ain't, you just ain't nothing. I, I don't even wanna hear you. I don't wanna smell you. I don't wanna think about you. You know what? But see, like the little engine when you grow up in school, it says, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And then all of a sudden, he said, okay, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. Because the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I might look like I've got strength, but I'm strengthened. I might have had physical muscles, but I'm strengthened. Uh, I'm strengthened by the power of God. I'm strengthened by the Holy Ghost. I'm strengthened by the rock I did. I'm, re- I'm ready to run this race. Have your way, Holy Ghost. You begin to run this race when you give.
Savior of Christ, but you give life to Christ. That's what you do. That's what he talks about in Romans 10. When a man, hallelujah, confesses with his mouth and believe in his heart, then you shall be saved. And then you begin to run your race. You begin to go through. You begin to go through. And the more you decide that I've made up my mind that I want to live the, live the life of Christ, the more hell you're going to go through because the enemy is going to try you. The enemy is going to push you. The enemy is going to crush you out. The enemy is going to make you think you're crazy. You're stupid. You don't know what you're doing because his job is to stop you. His job is to hinder you. His job is to make you to turn around and do turn another way because you have the audacity to dream. You have the audacity to try to do what's right. You have the audacity to believe God. And the enemy says, oh, no, 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 no. You don't go that way. You can't do, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to stop you. But when you have made up your mind to run this race, you've made up your mind, God, I've given my life to Christ for what I believe and what in my heart. And now I'm saved. So from that point on, you can't, you don't have to be perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. I'm not perfect. But the Bible says, don't be perfect. He says, but but go after that which is perfect, which is Jesus Christ. My God. So every time you run a race, you go after that which is Jesus Christ. Every time you make a mistake, you run after that which is Jesus Christ. So you're running after Christ. You're not running after your mistakes. You're not running around your other things, but you're running that which is Christ, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Stretching my arms and when I'm stretching my muscles, I'm I'm praying, Lord, help me. God, help me, God. I need you now, God. I, I can't make it without you, God. God, I need a job. God, I need everything that I need. I don't have food for my children. I don't have a job to take care of my kids. God, but help me, because I've turned my life around. I, I can't make it. Oh, my aunt that loved me now, she don't want to do nothing for me. Ah, that aunt that was doing anything. Uh, change on 
follow him break through. Yes. Hallelujah. The cat, the dog, the enemy, everybody, the snakes, all the friends that you were friends, a lot of them turn into big old gigantic snakes. Snakes, God, snakes to take you out, snakes to scandalize your name, snakes to confuse you, snakes, in the name of Jesus. But I made it in my mind, I'm going to run and not look back. I made it in my mind. I'm going to live for the Lord. I made it in my mind. If I don't have no money, no honey, no food, no nothing, I'll just starve myself to death. Because I'm going to live for him. I don't worry about the bitcoins. I don't worry about all these things that the things coming happen. Because Jesus promised us that he shall surprise all of our needs. So if you need money, he'll provide. If you need food, he'll provide. If you need a husband, he'll provide. If you need everything in life, God says he shall supply all of our needs. When we'll run the race that God has called us to do. Amen. We can't make it without him. We can't breathe without him. My God, so my I'm exercising. I'm, I'm getting prepared for the race. I'm, I'm memorizing my scriptures. I'm I'm memorizing how read, uh, learning things about Paul. I learned how Paul was a great man to God. Paul was treacherous. Paul was a killer. I, I begin to learn about Joshua. Joshua loved God so much that one time he was in the middle of a battle on the top of a hill and God talked to Joshua. And then Joshua began to tell God, he said, God, if you just to let the sun be blown, stand still. If you let the Son of God stand still. And the Bible says that in the 10th or 11th chapter of Joshua, God allowed the sun stand still for 24 hours. The sun himself did not move because God honored the man of God. My God, that's right. Amen. That's what you do. Now, cause I've been to the mountain top, and I 
leader wants on golden shoes. I, I mean, he said that really don't matter now. We, you've got to get to the place that when you get so close to God, you say to yourself, it really don't matter no more. It really don't matter what yes. mother says. It really don't matter what husband say. It don't matter what your children say. It don't matter if the boss man don't like you. It don't matter now because the only thing that keeps us is Jesus Christ. My God. Paul tells us one day that this body will lay down, but there will be a place in eternity for us if we walk according to the plan Jesus. of God. So we must compare our lives to a race. A race that I can overcome. A race where I don't look back. A race that I don't look back, don't think back, I don't go back, I don't care no more. I just want to see my Jesus. I don't know about you, but I just want to see him face to face one day. And then I want to see my mama and my grandma. And my thing is I have got to meet the criteria of Christ. Not what a preacher say, not what a mama say, not what a granddaddy, but the word of God. If the word of God says do it, do it. If the word of God says don't do it, don't do it. If you can't find it, ask somebody to where it is. God knows there's a whole bunch of phony preachers. God knows there's a whole bunch of phony apostles. God knows there's a whole bunch of people that are preaching the gospel, anointed and appointed. And the reason why, because they're gifted. Yes, yes. The same gift that God gives to a prophet is the same gift that God gives to the people that, that to read cards, reading cards and tarot cards. It is the same gift but they use the same gift for evil. Oh God gives God. us the gift when we're born. And that gift, you have the opportunity to live or die by the gift of God. But in that race, we can't forget about his father. We can't forget about God. Uh, he chastised us. We know when we're children, we don't want to get beat down. We don't want to be... We didn't want our mamas beat us, but you know what? I found out some of the best lessons I ever had was in the, as on the side of a an extension cord or or a belt or something like that. Because you know, when you get beat like that, sometimes as a child, you remember so mad and you hate people because somebody beat you. You hate them because you don't like them because of you are you are a woman and your mama beat you so because your mama beat you so bad and your mama didn't treat you right so then you mad with every woman you mad with everybody you mad with every girl girl you mad why because the inner man in you is free so we can't go to heaven angry we can't get so angry to go to heaven like that we've got to find Jesus and the pardon of his sins. And some of us preachers need to just go back to the drawing table and go back to Jesus. We've got to go forward and not backwards because I'm running to my race. I'm running in my word. I'm knowing my scriptures. I've learned to take a, I've learned the index card every day. I, I memorize the scripture and I read it over and over again. And before you know it, I know my scriptures because I'm learning his word. And when I learn him, I learn him. If I learn him, I learn his way. And when I know all this, I know what to do and what not to do. Why? Because I'm running in my race. And I'm running for my life. And I will not run, go backwards. I will not turn.
turn backward because you know, the Bible says he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's the one that washed me. He's the one that cleansed me. He's the gave me my right mind. He is in control. God is in control. And that's why he said in the end, in Acts Act 2, he said, I have to go away. So your comforter can come. Yes. But if you do not have the spirit to run and run hard, Run like it's your last, your last breath. Run like there's no tomorrow. Run no matter no matter who's around you. Run, 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 run. You're running to God. Running to, Lord, running to his way. And I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to be dirty. I'm not going to be chased. I'm not going to be like everybody else. Why? Because I want to live in Jesus one day. That we run in a race, we run like there's no tomorrow. We run like there's no choice. And if need be, run like somebody's got a belt behind you. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. Okay? Just run. Some of us, even natural, we have to get on a walk every day. Some of us have to run every day. You know why? Because the be the better we take care of our body, is the longer we're gonna last. And we sit there, we don't move, we don't walk, we don't talk. You're gonna sit there, and all of a sudden, every bone in your body aches. And after every bone in your aches, you don't want to do nothing. Why? Because you sat there. You sat there on your derriere. You sat there on your behind, so everything hurts. Because we don't walk. The Amen. Says, we got to run. Uh-uh, don't tell me I'm on a diet and then I'm eating them and you look around. You come home with a big candy bar. Because I want to live. I want to live as long as I can. I'm going to live. I'm going to live as long as I can. If I don't take care of this physical body, why do you think God's going to take care of your, your spiritual body? Amen. You can lay, yeah, you can lay there right in the hospital and have a heart attack and be praying for God. But if you don't eat right, if you don't pray, if you don't fast, if you don't read, if you're God and witness to people, what is your purpose in life? Our purpose, when you get 50 and 60 years old, at your purpose is to live for Jesus and do what he asks you to do. Carry your track. Carry your business card. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about your podcast. Tell them about anything. But for, don't forget, don't say, not don't do anything for anybody. Because you're not running your race. You're running to the store, but you're not running your race. You're running to the grocery store, where these public, everybody else, every every grocery store now, but you're not running your race for Christ. Amen. When Amen. Like or even the church, even to the grocery store, tell them Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. We have got to take the opportunities that we have to give our life to Christ and never, ever, ever turn back. We must be mature saints, not silly women and not silly men. He said, when he wants us to be uh, 
mature, uh, be mature and be involved in the things of God. That's how Paul said, pushing all those things up behind me. I press. And we close that. Amen. Press means I have got pressure against it. You put your hands and put them on the wall, and you push, there's a press. There's a push. There's a resistance. And in that resistance, God's trying to tell us to pray. In our resistance, God's trying to tell us to go forward, not backwards. But God's pushing us because there's something that God wants us to do, say, or to add. Not just lay in the bed, lay in the spirit, ride in your car, drive, lean to the side. Look for somebody to witness to because we are in a race. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if we're going to have an accident. We don't know what's going to happen. But this day, we know we are yellow. And in this day, We've got to have a passion to run. Now, this thing, we got to run like little children, like there's no tomorrow. Run like little children. Run in a circle. Run upside down. They sometimes will take their, their hands and put them on their feet, but they don't know what to do. Why? Because they're running, and they're pressing, and they're rowing, and they're having fun. When's the last time, as believers, as Christians, we have been happy? We're fun to be around. We're not straight up. Some people never smile. Some people never crack a crack a joke. They're too deep. Too deep in the mystery of the Lord. The mind of Christ. We've got to have the mind of Christ. Have a joke. Have a joke. Laugh. Put a movie on. I am so afraid of people that don't ever laugh. Amen. I'm so afraid of people that don't grin and smile. I'm so uh, I'm so afraid of people that don't have a sense of humor. Jesus had a sense of humor. That's where we get it from. Hey, and Jesus has a sense of humor. Well, if you think about it, when you go to church, you go around saying, how many often you see how many of those people just being laugh happy? They'll tell you about everything in the world issues, the, the stock market, the food, the car, the this, the cat, that, but people don't laugh. And laughter is a medicine. The, mer- the word says laughter is a medicine. That means laughter is supposed to give you fullness of joy. Laughter. Somebody look at you when you laugh and they laugh because you laugh. And in that race, we must learn to laugh. Laugh, be happy, when soul for Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. But thank you, God, to help us to learn to laugh. Amen. Help us to grow in you. God, I don't know about them, but God, I need you to grow in me more. God, I've been, so, I've been in the word so much that I feel like I'm just greedy now. So God, we're going to ask these people on the line tonight. 
God, I want them to grow in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. God, teach them how to grow in the Holy Ghost. My God. God, teach them to know and how to know that they're not just reading about Paul, but they must take on the characteristics of Paul. Honorable Sunday. Must take on the characteristics of Jesus. Mm. Oh, 
I speak now to Miranda God in the name of Jesus. Come out and be saved. Come out and be delivered. Come out and be changed. Come out because God's calling you forth in the word of God. Let him use your prophet. For those who want to impart amen on tonight, um, or even send a word of empowerment to Prophetess Lang on tonight. For those who are listening out there on the radio, those who are listening on Spotify and the different platforms, call us live at 516-387-1425. So those or thys. Amen. My God. Amen. Glory to the last God. I thank God tonight for the word. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. You sure reminded me of a lot of things. I am a soul. Run and don't look back. We used to sing a song, run and don't look back. Jesus is coming. He's on his way back. Hallelujah. I thank God for the prophecy on tonight. You were talking about the store that I go to. Truly, there is a man that. That I don't know whether he's the owner or not, but he comes to the, come out the door and speaks and has me different questions about my trust and stuff. So I know the door's open, it's open, it's open. So I'm gonna keep I to go around in the Baha'i just about every day, every other day. But I, I'm gonna see Kenny the Baha'i shot and the old fool in the I'm gonna keep going around because I'm a high. I met a young man around the other day that knew he remembered me. I didn't even he would remember him. He said so you and Latavius there. And I said, yes, I am. And I used to, and he used to date Latavius. And that was a long time ago. And I didn't remember him, but he remembered. He said, you still go to that church? I said, no, I don't go to that anymore. I said, church is, it's only church. I said, but uh, there's a church that you, that the pastor's over there, she's uh, using the church over there on 14th Avenue and 59th Street. 
So I, I gave him the address so he could go up on camp, you know, have church over there. But uh, God is so good. Now he'll put people in your life to help you get to the next level. Now he got people waiting for and we can network to get to where God wants us to be and do the thing that God wants us to do and the dreams that we have and the visions that we have. We don't have the money, but God got somebody who has the money. He's going to put us in contact with those people so they'll find favor us and do what we have that we desire to do for the kingdom. So there's so much we can do. But I told him, we don't have any... How many same people got money that can, you know, be in your church, uh, or be in your hotel, or be to open up a bank or something? It, it, but it, it's the it's the sinner, it's the wealth of the unjust, or the wicked. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, and we are the just. So let them keep piling the money up and building the homes. They belong to us. The jewelry, the gold, the silver, it all belongs to us. Can we look at your host back? When he fought the battle, and the God told this battle you have to fight it. It took him three, four days to gather for all the sport. If he didn't want us to have it, why would he say he said the wealth of the unjust? Belongs to us. It's got to know you got to put it in your people got to have the mind to put the money in the right place and do right by the money. They're right with the money. To help build the, you know, to get the communities, uh get jobs and stuff, but people can work in the in in the community who don't have jobs. People that desire to work, you can't help nobody who don't want to, who don't need no, who don't want no help. You can only help those that desire to be, that want to be helped, and want to move on. No, they don't always want handouts. They want to be able to help for themselves. So we can open up jobs and train people and have businesses where they can work in. And that's how you build a community. It's not only for the church, but it's for the whole world to help people. Yeah, and we, we preach to the church. Where they can get their own things going, get their own business, encourage them that you can have this. God said you can have this. God said you can do this. But He said it's in this word that you can do it. You know, so that's, I just thank God for the word that encourages you to let you know what we, the words that we can do and the word, what the words that we cannot do. And if we follow the instructions of the 66 books, we'll be all right. And the thing is, we got to be consistent in prayer and fasting, like you say. And that's something, you know, we done got away from. And I know we used to fast all the time. It wasn't a, it wasn't a month. Every other month we were fasting 10, 15, 20, 30 days, 21 days, three days and night, seven days and night without water. I mean, with water, but not food and stuff. But we used to do that. Now we done got completely away from fasting. You know, so we got to get back to what brought us to where we are. You can't stop doing what we've been doing all these years, 43 years, and all of a sudden, bam. You know, you got to beg people to, no, I'm going to tell you about it, and you know, you, you know I'm just going to preach the word. But if you do it or not, that's on you. But you know, you, you build your faith, you build, you build up your, like you said, your spiritual muscles, and it, it helps you. It gets from one
on my phone. That's what I got to listen to them tonight. You want to say something, honey? No, I know. You, you got to say for yourself. Hey, come on. I'm going to be going to service tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. And I'm going to keep running, and I'm not going to look back. Because my time, I'm trying to get to the look back, but I'm going to keep on running in the Lord, for the Lord, and for the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, you go, girl. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else on tonight? Amen. Amen. Evangelist to the, of the Lord. Amen. Some people on tonight. Anybody? All right. All right. We're going to turn this back over to the prophetess, the woman of the hour. Amen. None other than prophetess of the land. Amen. Tonight. God bless you. Amen. I don't do anything on my own. It has all belonged to Jesus. Every thought, every word is given from him, not from me. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for giving us another night that we can go and talk to you, sup with you, pray with you, love on you. Thank you for keeping us in perfect peace for the mind is stayed on us. God. Forgive us if there's anything in our life not right. Forgive us for our shortcomings. Whatever it is we've done in our long God, life, whether whether it's knowingly or unknowingly. Jesus, all we want to do is come back and meet you one day. Repeat the blood of Jesus over our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. I rebuke every retaliatory demonic force to stop, hinder, block anything that's been said or done. By the lifters here on Facebook or anywhere else, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all, saints, and y'all have a great night. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.